Welcome to the Bird's Eye View podcast. We got a full cast of characters with uh, with us today. Paul Domowich, Les Bo, and EJ Smith. Hey guys, how's everyone doing? Good, how are you? I'm Jeff McLean, and uh, thanks for joining the uh, the Bird's Eye View podcast. Uh, guys, we're going to look ahead to the uh, second game of the season for the Eagles. Los Angeles Rams are coming to the link, uh, an empty link. The Eagles cannot have fans attend their home game, so it will be a, an eerie feeling uh, there at the stadium. Uh, but we already got kind of a glimpse of what it's like down in Washington, although not much different than a normal game for the uh, for the Washington football team. But uh, uh, that being said, uh, I say let's let's delve into the Rams right away. Uh, this is a team that that beat the Cowboys at home in the opener, twenty to seventeen. I thought they really thoroughly outplayed the Cowboys. It ended up being a lot closer than maybe uh, mm-hmm. the play on the field indicated. Uh, Damo, let's start with you. you. You've obviously done your scouting report. And I think if we start with any player on the team, it's got to be Aaron Donald. How are they going to how are they going to stop this guy, especially considering the issues they have up front on the offensive line? Yeah, good question. I mean, he's obviously one. I mean, he, he had a monster game against Dallas, uh, and now he's going up against a team that gave up eight sacks. I think, you know, the one positive thing about those eight sacks is that they weren't physically manhandled. Uh, most of those sacks were mistakes, uh, missed assignments, by, and some by the tight end, by the running back, uh, by, by Carson hanging onto the ball too much. So, I mean, that's, that, that, that leaves you a, a little bit of optimism, uh, especially since their history with Aaron Donald has been that they've done a pretty good job against him, probably better than most teams in the league, that, that they can neutralize him a little bit. I mean, it's going to be up to Jason Kelsey and the guards inside. Um, the, the downside is with this new scheme that, that the Rams are playing on defense, they're sliding him all over the line. I mean, he no longer is just going to be, you know, over the guard, between the guard and the center. I mean, he could line up at end if he thinks Jason Peters is uh, toast. Uh, he can move to the other side. So it's going to be a major challenge, but it's the biggest challenge. I mean, that's what's if, – if, if they're not going to win this game, that's going to be the biggest reason. Is Jason Peters toast? You mentioned, uh, you mentioned the fact that they've played Donald before. And, you know, I think that is important. It's not like they've never handled this guy, but they had Brandon Brooks before. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would move him around that much if I were the Rams. I mean, he's going to be up against Herbig and Kelsey. He's way bigger than Kelsey, and Herbig will be playing, like, for this, really for just the second time in his career. Uh, you know, I think I'd rather try that than than Jason Peters, who's going to be kind of out to redeem himself a little bit this week. But we'll see, you know. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's priority one right there. Well, do we do we, uh, do we we know for certain whether Herbert's going to be at right guard? I mean, I, you know, if Lane Johnson is back at right tackle, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jack Driscoll at right guard. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you were at practice yesterday. Yeah, I, mean, I know Herbig was there, right? Yeah, so yesterday at practice, Herbig was getting all the reps with um with Lane Johnson, at least for the part that we could watch, which is mostly just the position drills. We don't get to see team, but um, but yeah, the before practice, Doug Peterson didn't really sound like he gave uh, Herbig too much of a vote of confidence. He he right after saying that Jack Driscoll would would definitely start if John if Lane Johnson was hurt. He said that Nate was going to have to hold on to his job and keep his job, and he was going to have to do everything he could he could to uh, to hold on to it. But um, yeah, it should be interesting. It's, it seems like Herbig was the guy on um, on Wednesday, but I mean, Herbig wasn't 
practicing with the first team theoretically last week until Thursday. Um, so it doesn't seem like that's set in stone at all. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt that Driscoll's playing some, getting some right guard reps in practice this week. Sure. And yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, he's been kind of jumping back and forth between tackle and guard, but you know, in watching the film and, and uh, Driscoll didn't really do that bad. Um, you know, I think, of the two, he's probably the better player. I mean, I, I, you know, I think Herbig just, you know, I think Herbig has the strength. Uh, I just feel like I felt like he was overwhelmed by the situation and also by kind of his responsibilities. Driscoll's a pretty bright kid. And it seemed like he, uh, unless you and I talked about this earlier this week, that at that interior position, you have to be really on your keys about picking up stunts and, and switching off and, you know, it just seemed like Herbie had trouble there. Yeah, I think that's fair. But I also saw Driscoll on one play, one of those screens they ran, he was trying to block a corner, and he just couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, and that's a problem. Well, sometimes they are, asked to, they are asked to block corners. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that was his responsibility or not. Hmm. Uh, Driscoll. Since, since we're still – since we started with Donald, I guess we'll stay on the, on the you know, defensive side of the ball for – for the Rams and, and really look at it more from the Eagles point of view, like how should they attack this defense, which, you know, I think it did a pretty good job against what should be a potent Cowboys offense. I mean, where would, you know, where are the holes on this defense uh, Damo for the, for the Rams? Well, I mean, they've got to run the ball better than they did last week against Washington. Uh, You know, the Rams, you know, their 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 new defensive coordinator's whole um, philosophy is to they disguise their coverages really well. Uh, they try to make it. They they try to create a little more to make the quarterback have to need a, a split second or longer more to recognize the coverage, which means he's hanging on to the ball, and, and it gives Donald and that pass rush time to you know to get to the quarterback. Uh, you know, last. Last week they, they 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 were not very good running the ball on first down. They 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 created a lot of third down, especially in the second half, long situations that they couldn't convert. So I mean I I think that's what they I mean they're going to take their chances down down the field deep with uh, early on just to just to get these guys thinking about it and open things up underneath. But I mean I think they need to make a bigger commitment to the run this week uh, early on. Uh, before they do anything else. Well, good news for the Eagles. It sounds like they're getting Miles Sanders back. So, you know, while maybe that might have kind of played a role in why they didn't run as much last week, uh, you got you got your number one tailback, and you, you got to feed the guy, right? Yeah. And you got Lane probably back at right tackle, who I think will really – I don't think he'll solve all the problems up front, but he'll certainly help. Uh, no excuses, right? No excuses for not at least trying to – stick with the run, establish the run, and use it to set up the pass. Yeah, and also I think that's a good way to attack the Rams. I, I, they are not that great against the run. Uh, you know, I don't think their linebackers are very good at all. And, uh, you know, I just think that's at home, that's a good thing to do to kind of settle things down a little. <clears throat> they did a pretty good job against Zeke, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's probably going to take out somebody. Who, you know, you think does he follow? I, I'm trying, Dama. Does he follow receivers? They usually just keep them on that right side, don't they? 
Yeah, I, I don't know what they did last week. <clears throat> Although when you're playing the Cowboys, you know, it's going to be interesting too when the Eagles play them. I mean, who, you know. Who do you cover? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, you're probably better off just playing sides. Yeah. Do you think we'll see more Deshaun, EJ? Um, practice yesterday. He wasn't there because of a, or, you know, a planned day off. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he insists that he's not hurt. You know, he tweeted, I think it was either Sunday or Monday morning, that, um, you know, he, he wasn't hurt, even though he only played about 50% of the snaps. Um, I think that that might just be what they're doing with it. I mean, there's always a chance that he's hurt and they're not saying it. But um, assuming that he's not hurt, assuming that he's healthy, there's a chance that they might just need to – they might be just easing him in as much as they can. I mean, last year, uh, maybe they learned from that mistake of, you know, having him – play all the snaps and, you know, just go all out and then, you know, lose him for the, after the first game of the season. And then some sort of rushed him back and, you know, he got hurt again. So I don't know. I I also think that the Eagles maybe are just going to value rotating those guys in, especially since all those guys are so fast. Um, You know, maybe that their, their thinking is we'd rather have a, a fresh John Hightower than Deshaun, you know, who it was, it was strange though. I mean, he was on the sidelines stretching out during the game. Um, So Maybe well, it's... it was pe- it was peculiar that he tweeted out that oh, yeah. I'm healthy, you know, like yeah. hey, don't you know I'm not I'm not hurt, I'm healthy, um, and we all know Deshaun, he's a bit of a prima donna, and you know, if he's not happy, he'll he'll find some way of making it known. Hmm. I think Yamo. Yeah. I think they need anything to say about that. I think they need to. Uh... Make it. Cl- I, I think they've had talks with with Deshaun and made it clear to him that listen, just what EJ said. We're rotating all of you. You know, you're not the only fast guy we got right now, uh, you, and you're 33 years old. Uh, so you know, they. I'm sure right. they've said this in the nicest way possible because they don't want to you know alienate him. But they've said, listen, we're going to use you all, and they probably the way they probably pitched it to him is, you know, we're going to keep you fresh. Right. Right, yep. you've been getting hurt. We're trying. We're trying to get you to the end of the season. Yep. The subplot there is Damo sort of alluded to is they don't see him being here past this season with all their cap problems with the young receivers they have, and I kind of think they got a little too looking to the future in week one. I don't think Hightower had any business being out there or being targeted, and you know maybe they need to rein that in a little bit and and go with guys that actually played in the league a little bit but right uh, i mean yeah that's clearly the long-term plan is uh you know they're not they're not interested in guys who aren't part of the long-term plan you know they're not that focused on this year and i think that might be a concern as we go forward in the season as to what their priority really is well i i mean i think they're obviously focused on this year i mean they they, they think they have a winning team but uh but you have to yeah they do have to kind of peek ahead to the future and you got to kind of balance those two uh those two ends of the of the spectrum um and which brings us to someone who's definitely not part of the team's future but maybe in, in the short term is alshon jeffrey i know he's not going to play this week but just real quick we haven't really talked much about him mm-hmm. you know i i i was told and I'm sure maybe some of you guys as well, that like, I, I think at some point the Eagles didn't think they'd have Alshon or they weren't good. They were fine. He wasn't going to play for them this year one way or the other, but it now may not be a situation where they need him to play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because JJ, we don't know how close he really is, but yeah, that's certainly very possible. Uh, you know, 
you and I kind of puzzled over uh, what happened with Ortega Whiteside last week. Uh, frankly, Carson wouldn't even look at him, you know, when he was in the game. And that's, uh, you know, that's a bit of a problem for the coaching staff if they're going to play him 40 snaps or something. Uh, Alshon can give you the same kinds of things that Ortega Whiteside supposedly can give you. And uh, maybe you need that right now. Yeah. Well, uh, let's switch to the uh, offense, offensive side of the ball, at least for the Rams, that is. Um, you know, this all this offense under Sean McVay has kind of lost a little of its allure, I guess. I don't want to say yeah. allure, but just maybe yeah. a little bit of its effectiveness that we saw. He really kind of took the, you know, his scheme really. And as you saw with Doug Peterson in 2017, really had people uh, and defensive coordinators kind of on their heels, kind of reacting to, to what they were doing. And, and it seems like coordinators have caught up to what Sean – you know, a lot of what Sean does, which is, um, you know, a lot of pre-snap motion, motion or, you know, you know, tight sets, uh, varying degrees of tempo. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he, I mean, if, can he adapt? I mean, uh, you know, certainly he got to the Super Bowl two years yeah. ago. Uh, not a great performance in that game. But I, I think Sean McVay's, uh, innovative mind i think he can he can think of new ways to to script plays and and um and keep defenses you know off balance and a lot of what he does is he just really disguises again damo used the word disguise on the defensive side they do it on the on the offensive side as as well what are the challenges for for these eagles defense well i mean the, the most interesting number uh from you know their win over dallas was the number i mean they they ran the ball 40 times uh, mm-hmm. I think it's only the I want to say the fourth time since McVeigh got there that they've run the ball that much. Um, you know, there are, it obviously makes their play action game with uh, Goff a lot more effective when you can run. But I mean, th- you know, they do not have Todd Gurley anymore. They used a rotation, uh, mostly Malcolm Malcolm Brown, who's been around for like five, six years with doing very little. I, he never had more than 69 carries in a season before before this year. Uh, they got a second-round kid they really like, Cam Akers, and, and then the little uh, kid from Memphis, Daryl Henderson's kind of getting over, a, I believe, a hamstring. So they're going to rotate those backs. But it's going to be interesting this week to see if they stay with that commitment to the run because teams just in the past have never wanted to run against the Eagles. Uh, they've always the Eagles have always been one of the teams that you look at the opponent rushing attempts per game, always like one of the three least in the league because teams mainly because teams were able to throw on them. Right, uh, right. But the, the I, run I, defense I, it's is really certainly good. not as easy to throw on this team now with 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 Slay back there with Roby Coleman. So uh, I think we're going to see them attack them, attack them with the run, and I think it's going to be important for the Eagles to stop them, particularly on first down against the run. Yeah. Uh, real quick in terms of uh, personnel, uh, EJ, you, you were obviously a practice. Uh, what should we expect up front? Well, they're, they're dealing with a lot of injuries at edge at the edge. I mean, um, we'll see if Brandon Graham can get through the concussion protocol uh, by Sunday, um, but they've lost Vinnie Curry and Derek Barnett. He was, uh, he was a full participant yesterday, but it was his first time practicing since, you know, before training camp. I mean, he missed all training camp with a hamstring injury. Um, I mean, my guess is he plays since obviously he was a full participant, but how much he can play um, will be dependent on 
I guess his conditioning and how ready he is. Um, uh, inside, they have Malik Jackson. Fletcher Cox had the uh, had a rest day just like Deshaun did yesterday, and Javon Hargrave made uh, his first appearance at Eagles practice since being signed in the off season. Um, so, I mean, if everybody's healthy, they they should be pretty good up front. Other than you know, obviously they're not going to have Curry, but um, especially with Sweat as a as the rotational end, or maybe starting in um, on the other side. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I think they're going to be pretty good up there. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, they still have enough up front. I thought Malik Jackson looked really good early on sure, against yeah. the Redskins. Um, you know, Fletcher was Fletcher, uh, BG. I mean, it was the ball was coming out quick, so I think it was hard for them to, to register sacks or get after the quarterback. Um, Goff can sometimes hold the ball long, but as, you know, but I think it'll be a little more of the quick pass game and, and the quick pass guy that you got to really worry about on that offense is Cooper Cup. He's probably maybe the best slot receiver in the NFL right now. And, you know, Nickel Roby Coleman knows him. Uh, went up against him in practice for year, for several years. That's certainly a mess up to watch. Les, you know, how do you think that'll play out? Yeah, I like that uh, matchup for the Eagles. Uh, Cup's a very, very good slot. But we talked to Roby Coleman yesterday. And he seemed to have a really good handle on what the Eagles need to do. He talked a lot about the things we just mentioned about motion and how to, you know, kind of watch that unfold and not move around a lot until you're sure they're set and then see where, you know, everybody is. Uh, I don't think if he really kills uh, Roby Coleman, I'll be shocked, frankly. Uh, He's a very good receiver. I think the Eagles need to get the pass rush home. You know, I don't think Goff is that good under pressure. Uh, I think they need, obviously, to stop the run, which they can do, and uh, make Jared Goff beat them. And, uh, you know, that's not impossible. I mean, the Eagles are not favored in this game for good reason. But, uh, you know, they're not – it's certainly not an unwinnable game. Yeah. Um, Don, would you think Slay will will follow Robert Woods? Or, I mean, we saw him follow Terry McLaren. In the opener, Woods is a good receiver. I don't know if he's he's as dangerous as McLaren, uh, but you know I thought the secondary did a nice job. There were a couple of plays they they probably would like back. There was a blown coverage on Washington's first touchdown, but Dwayne Haskins is you know I don't obviously I don't think Goff is one of the top ten quarterbacks in in the league, but he is certainly much better than than Dwayne Haskins. And you have more weapons. You know Tyler uh, Higby is a pretty good tight end. You have more weapons with the Rams than you have the Redskins. How do you cover this team? I think, you know, I, I, I'm not sure Slay will travel as much as he did last week against McLaurin, but I think he, he probably will do it to a certain degree with Woods. Uh, obviously, they'll, they'll keep, they'll, you know, they're going to keep uh, Roby Coleman in, inside on, on uh, Cup, but they move Cup around. I mean, you know, they're, they're always going to be, you know, they, they play 11 probably more than uh, personnel, more than anybody in the league. So I think, I think Slay will spend the, the, the majority of the day with Woods. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's, let's talk about uh, not in terms of matchups, but just overall uh, Carson. Um, you know, I mean, typically he has a bad game. He always bounces back. It's I, we very rarely have seen two bad games in a row from Carson Wentz. Do you guys expect the same this week? Yeah, you know, my only concern is some of the problems last week had to do with 
his lack of familiarity with this receiving core and his lack of work with them this year. And I don't know if you fix that in one week. Now, you can make better decisions, certainly, and I think he will. Uh, is that going to be enough? Is this Rams defense uh, better at pass coverage than Washington was? And, you know, can that make things even tougher for him than they were last week? I don't know. But uh, I, I think he will play better, but I'm still not, you know, I don't think you're going to see five touchdown throws to Jalen Rieger or anything like that right now. I just think it's going to have to be a process. They're going to have to run the ball some and, uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, be a little more dink and dunk than they were last week. EJ? I mean, the thing that's most interesting to me this year is this is easily the worst offensive line he's ever played with. And, you know, I think that it sometimes is easy to take for granted how um, how important that can be. Um, you know, I think that sometimes you you evaluate quarterback play, you know, independent from what they have up front. And, you know, I always I, I tweet this. I'm like a broken record. It's really hard to play quarterback if you don't have a clean pocket. And I think Wentz exacerbates that because of, you know, his tendency to hold on to the ball a little longer than maybe he should. And also he just like he has never really been a guy. I mean, obviously he leads the NFL in fumbles in the last couple of years because he just he really struggles to keep two hands on the ball in the pocket when he's trying to extend plays. So, I mean, you're right. I've never seen him have two bad games in a row, but it will be really interesting to see how he handles this week with, you know, even with Lane's back, you're going to have pressure with Aaron Donald and how he handles that pass rush um, will be really interesting. I could see this being a tough year for him if he doesn't have the the same level of protection up front that he's had in the last couple of years. Right. And that's, you know, that goes back to certainly the injuries that they've had up front. I mean, there's nothing, um, well, there's, I wouldn't say nothing, but you know, the Eagles were dealt, were unlucky. Um, you lose Brandon Brooks and Andre Dillard, whether you thought he's going to pan out or not, you're still losing a guy that you had projected to be the starting left tackle. And then you lost lean for the, for the season opener. You know, but there's depth issues and the Eagles have kind of long talked about and almost bragged about how much emphasis they place on, on the, on the offensive line. And understandably so it is a very important position, but you know, some of the, some of the, the personnel decisions that have been made have been kind of questionable. Uh, why not go out and get at least one veteran offensive lineman this off season, uh, even after the Brandon broke, I mean, I guess you got Jason Peters back, but uh, you know, there's other, there are other offensive linemen that you could sign certainly, and you put put yourself in a situation where you're relying on the Matt Pryors and the Jordan Malatas of the world, and then those guys, they've been trumped, they've been uh, supplanted by Nate Herbig and Jack Driscoll, so which tells you that maybe those picks weren't very good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think Howie Howie's been trying to do a juggling act here. Looking ahead and 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 also uh, trying to make sure he's he's set for now, uh, and he was counting on some of these guys like Malata turning out and uh, to be good players that could help this year if they if they had to, uh, and so that he could save the money uh, that he's going to need for next year and the cap problems they're going to have, and the problem is some of those like you said some of those young guys uh, have yet to you know I think. I liked what I saw of Driscoll last week. I think he's going to be a good player, and, and I, you know whether it's a guard or tackle. 
But, you know, uh, the biggest disappointment to me as far as a guy I thought was going to by now would be a guy that they could plug in is Malata. Uh, you know, I think the fact the whole COVID thing hurt him because there was no OTAs this year and he, and he might have been able to make a big jump there. But uh, uh, that to me is a, is a, you know, I mean, you know. Yeah, well, he was a seventh rounder and, and there was always a gamble taking a guy that was never played football. Yeah, before. I know. But I mean, you, you know, heard so many people. Uh, in the know around the league, say you know this kid looks like you know when what the, in the in the brief times they would see him in a pre preseason or in practice that you know, this kid could be a Pro Bowler. You know Stoutland seemed to be confident that he could turn him into a into a good player, and maybe he will be at some point, but he's not there right now. Yeah, I think the elephant in the room, if we're just going to go big picture here real quick, is the salary yeah. cap, and. You know, I, I think things are maybe a little overblown. I mean, they're going to be – they're way over for next year. Um, I, so, but, you know, Eagles have always found various inventive ways to kind of circumvent that. But it's 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 pretty bad. And you know it's bad when they're kind of messing around with this Zach Ertz contract situation. Um, how he's even come out and said that we're not making any trades this season because we can't afford to. Um he, they have to – they need to really hit on these draft picks because they need to, be, need to be the guys. They need cheap labor, yeah. which is what they yeah. need. And they've had some bad contracts. Uh, the Alshon Jeffrey one is killing them this year. And it's not it's – not, that's not the only one. I mean, there's – you know, the Vinnie Curry one from several years back was not a good deal. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's – Howie is, is good at the cap. Uh, he's good at negotiations. But he's also he's also given out some bad deals. Yeah, yeah, they can get under the cap next year pretty easily. But the question is, how far under? You want to be able to in the off season have flexibility. If there's a great free agent out there, you want to be able to do something. You know, uh, if you have to, if there's a trade that you would be taking on money, you know, you want to be able to do that. You don't want to be totally handy, hand, handcuffed. You know, but just because you're trying to get down under a cap that is going to be less than it was this year. Uh, and, and that's a huge I think that's guiding a lot of their decisions right now. You know, uh, how he still hasn't been able to adequately explain to me how come DeAndre Hopkins isn't an eagle. You know, I mean, that's just uh, you, you can't be in that situation two years in a row where if, if something pops up that's really that would fix a huge problem for you. You can't afford to do anything about it. Have you seen the contract? Have you seen well, the contract you just signed? Yeah, I've seen a contract. I think the contract, yeah, yeah, that's the reason. I mean, that'll be Howie's defense is that that was just a – Sure, but – They can't afford that. Well, you know, I mean, somebody can. And, uh, you know, it's – you win with guys like that. No, I mean, like, I, you know, right. I mean, you could have done – you could have found a way to – you're right. You could have found a way to make DeAndre Hopkins work. I mean, what do you, how many catches did he have this past Sunday? 14 or – I mean, not this past Sunday. Well, but, bottom line is when you look at the distribution of their salary cap money, I mean, they believe you win with your lines and, and obviously a franchise quarterback. That's where their money is. That means making sacrifices elsewhere. And, you know, that's why they're trying to go with young wide receivers. Uh Although you know they're they're obviously they're they've got a lot of their cap money tied up in Alshon and Deshaun, but that's only for the that's only for this right. year. Uh, so, I mean, you, right. you just you can't. I mean, that's the way they approach things. These positions are how we're going to win. We'll sacrifice elsewhere and hope we draft right. 
Right. Which makes me wonder if like, I do feel like they're going to obviously they're hoping that the receivers hit and they will be the guys that they can, they could ride their cheap salaries for the next several years, pay them down the road. And maybe that allows them to sign both Ertz and Goddard to extensions. But I think that's possible, but I don't know if the numbers work it work out favorably for them in that matter. You know, if you're thinking that you can get both those guys to stay, um, especially if Ertz wants George Kittle type money. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that wraps it up, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for making this work. Uh, we got all four of us together. Les, we couldn't hear the roofers in the back, yeah. so that's great. <laughs> I can go ask if they have an opinion on this week's game, if you'd like. <laughs> What's that? I can ask them if they uh, want to make a pick for this week's game. Or- oh, we got to make our picks. Let's make, let's make our picks. I haven't even written mine out, but I'm doing it today. So uh, let's start with uh, Dama, because I think you've already – yeah, yours, right? uh, I, I got the Rams winning by a, a field goal, 2017. Wow, Eagles going too. Okay, Les? Yeah, I just uh, – I, I think they'll bounce back. I, I don't have a lot to pin that on. I I think it'll be a real tough game. I think Eagles like 16 to 15. I think it has to be kind of a low-scoring game for the Eagles to win. Uh, but uh, I think they're capable of doing that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I just think so often the first week is misleading in the NFL for, for a lot of teams. And I don't know if the Rams are Especially this last year. week. I don't know if the Eagles are as bad as they were last week. Yeah, right, yeah. DJ? I haven't written mine out yet, but I, uh, I'm probably going to go Rams by, you know, either a field goal or a touchdown. I just – I feel like this the things that they need to work on – and, you know, I also think it's important to keep in mind, like, Washington – wasn't a good team like they didn't seem like they're very good it doesn't seem like Washington's a very good team and you know they really struggled I think that some of the areas of the Eagles like defense secondary are going to get tested a lot more this week so um so yeah I uh, I'm going to go with the Rams wow if the Eagles got 0-2 now they have the Bengals of Folly but then they have the then they have the 49ers yeah Steelers and Ravens wow yeah uh, you're really uh, yeah, my prediction there. I mean, I'm looking at 0 and 2, and then who they've got ahead. You look at the next like 11 weeks. There's at least seven real probable possible losses there, and if uh, they go 0 and 2, it's it's tough. Yeah, no, which is why I think they'll come back and win. Uh, you know, I've already kind of my my picks for the season have already been uh, screwed up because I picked Eagles to beat Washington, so I I, I had the Rams winning. You yeah. know, in our preseason picks, I'm going to go with the Eagles here. I I really do feel like the Eagles can bounce back. I think, I think Carson bounces back. I think Lane Johnson's going to make a huge difference, as will Miles Sanders. Uh, and I I don't know who who the Rams have that can cover Sanders. They're going to line him up all over the place as a receiver. Uh, he's I look for a couple of big plays from Sanders. Um, I think Eagles win. I think they win not handily, but I think they're going to cover. Uh, well, they're, they're the underdogs. Surely they're going to cover, but I feel like it, it could be a, a comfortable margin. All right. Well, thanks, guys, uh, for joining us. Uh, this is the Birds Eye View podcast. We'll, uh, we'll hit you up all next week. And uh, re- please remember to uh, click on the inquire.com to read all of our stories. We've got tons of content. Uh, there's no other outlet in Philadelphia that covers the Eagles as closely as the Philadelphia Inquirer. Talk to you next Take week. Care, thanks. See you.